Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto Gonzo, also known as Super G, is in the building, and a renowned educator in the XRP community, one of the fastest-growing and hardworking content creators within our group, Crypto Lulu is joining GMC to bring us all the latest updates, especially revolving around XRP. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how European central banks are gearing up for the change of a lifetime as they're blasting Bitcoin, telling the world it's on the road to irrelevance. Coinbase is removing XRP and XLM from their exchange wallet, while Cardano's founder, Charles Hodgkins, believed Twitter could be one of the many catalysts leading to mass adoption. Elon Musk is calling out the Federal Reserve, telling bankers to cut rates immediately. And as banks around the world are gearing up for the digital transformation of a lifetime, our special guest breaks down the details showing our listeners how the largest banks on the planet are ready to make the ISO migration. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, we are going right to you, my friend. I know you've had a rough morning, but thank you for being here. Always excited to see your face. How you feeling, buddy? Oh, Abs, as you know, I'm definitely not feeling well. I definitely got some kind of virus or flu or something going on. But as a true warrior, I want to be here and say thank you to all the warrior men. I'm going to start this like I always do. Good morning to all the warrior maniacs out there. Hope you're doing well. Appreciate you. Love you guys. And uh, Gonzo, happy to see you. And I'm really excited. We got a guest today, Crypto Lulu. Really, really excited to hop into it, Ab. So I'll do the best I can and bring as much energy as possible. But I love you guys. Hey, we appreciate you, Johnny. And I love the new t-shirt, my friend. But we got Gonzo in the building. Super G, thank you for making time for us today. Obviously, you're the Ethereum expert. I say it every single time you're on the show. But it's an XRP episode because Crypto Lulu is going to bring us all the latest updates, specifically revolving around London and the banking sh- uh, shift that's going on today. But how you feeling, my friend? And thank you for being here. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. You know, pretty soon you're going to have to call me an XRP af- expert because after going through uh, Crypto Lulu's channel and seeing all the like deep down technical stuff that he has on XRP, I'm about to spend hours researching and writing down notes. So you're going to be saying XRP effort expert instead of Ethereum because I'm going to do the same thing. That, that's kind of what I do, right? A lot of research. And so I spent so much time researching Ethereum. That's why you say that. But, um, you know, I, I know a lot of surface level XRP stuff. It's no secret, but I'm definitely have to get down deep. But yeah, good morning, everybody. Thanks for being here. And it's going to be a great show. Johnny, we got you with the energy level, brother. Don't even worry about it. 
Crypto Lulu, we're going to you next, my friend. And like we like to say on the show, best for last. Really excited that you made time for us today. I'm excited to learn. But specifically, you put out some great videos this past week evolving around the banking shift that was taking place in November. And we saw many banks around the world, whether it was Australia, London, and several smaller countries were shutting down their banks, getting ready for the ISO migration. I'm looking forward to diving into that today. But before we get into it, how you feeling, my friend? And thank you for being here. Hey, look, I'm, I'm good. It's just the, the normal life kind of juggling a, an actual job that I still have, which maybe I need to get rid of. But, um, you know, a, any opportunity I get, I'm, I'm digging in. Um, and I just want to say, like, for, for all the stuff we're about to, to, to talk about in here that can get quite technical, it's available for everyone to, to, to learn. It's like it's, it's all it's all right there. I'm not in tech. I've never been in tech. But just kind of the application of your own kind of energy uh, understanding and determination to actually understand what's going on is available to everyone. So I just want to put that out there. It's not unachievable for everyone. Thank you, Crypto Lulu. And we're going to get this show started the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. You get access to every single member of our team. Go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. The Bitcoin fear and greed index is sitting in moderate fear this morning, Johnny, up three basis points, sitting at a 29. Let's see if there's any good reasons why as we look at the daily movers for today. Overall, it's a pretty green day, but nothing sticks out, nothing typically worth addressing. Let's dive into the total coin market cap here. We're sitting at $851 billion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 38% dominance. Ethereum is about 18%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at $16,800. Ethereum, $1,200. XRP is $0.40. Cents. Cardano is $31. Chainlink is $7.40. And Quant Network, one of our favorites, is sitting at $120 this morning. We're going to skip past all this jargon and get right into the deep dive information that you all came for because we have a video prepared for our listeners showing you how the shift of a lifetime is already underway. We're going to let this short clip play and go to our friend Crypto Lulu. Here we go. Payment systems. We see wallet systems. So increasingly, you have to be ready for transaction cross-border to flow through these different ecosystems. But the RTGS systems are migrating. When you do your calculation, all the next generation instant payment systems, they're based on ISO 2022. Uh, even those CBDC experiments, by the way, when they interlink, they use ISO 2022. We, our computation says that by 2025, 85% of the value exchanged cross-border will have originated from 2022. So there is no choice but upgrade the cross-border. Because if not, how do you ensure that a transaction that originates in rich data can actually make it all the way to the destination country without data truncation. I love this video, Johnny Crypto, because it tells me two things. One, the banks are already gearing up to make this shift. But number two, anybody who's not willing to make the ISO migration is going to be left behind. So before we kick it to Crypto Lulu, I'd love to get some thoughts from you. What do you think about them stating that 85% of global cross-border payments are going to be going through the ISO network in only three years? Yeah, I mean, I think it only makes sense. There has to be a time. They have to transition the system. We're talking about an archaic system that, you know, the other day I tried to send money. And it took like two weeks, two weeks to send money from Canada to the U.S. I could have actually driven it, flew it up there and driven it much faster. It's just ridiculous, the system we have. So there's no question that we need, we need a system that's more up to date. You know, obviously with today's technology, there's absolutely no reason why it shouldn't take more than 10 minutes to send money, right? Um, so I think at the end of the day, you're going to see that coming and the banks are going to have to get on board. Every single bank will get on board. The question we always talk about, what will be the operating rails that does this? Is it XRP or 
or JP Morgan coin or some other coin, right? That the, to the rails of the system, I think is still what we're trying to, to see there. What will happen as. Thank you so much. And Crypto Lulu, I'd love to just give you the floor to talk about it openly. When we talk about the ISO migration taking place, there's many misconceptions around the fact that they've already approved several blockchains for these ISO protocols. And I know you put out an interesting article stating that XRP was one of the ISO compliant tokens. So I'd just love to give you the floor. Why are you such an advocate of XRP to begin with? And then feel free to dive into the ISO migration taking place today. Well, I just think it's clear. It's, it's like, I, I know... Uh, Johnny was saying that we're, we're waiting to see how the rails, what, what the rails are actually going to be. But I think it's clear. I think, I think we already know the rails. I think it's going to be Ripple's technology and it's going to be Stellar's technology, um, both serving different parts of the market. You know, Stellar operating in the peer-to-peer -peer transactions, the unbanked people of the world, which is just over a billion people. And the, the reason I have speak with that confidence about these are the rails. These are going to be the rails. Is because they're, they're mentioned by name. You know, they're mentioned by names as as stable coins that are going to be doing this for the Bank of International Settlements. And then we see all the companies that are partnered along the way that all point towards Ripple with these massive entities. And then you've got Rosie Rios coming in with just the way this, the Ripple's all integrated in. There's no there's no other way it goes. It's it's actually just a case of when. Um, it's all set up. The whole process is set up. This has been in the process for years. This this swift migration has been in the in the works for years. And Ripple sat on the board of advisors for Swift this whole time. It's like everything points that direction. It's not for for me. I just don't think it's. I think it's a foregone conclusion. It's it, that will happen. When it happens, that's the big question. And, and you know when. I, I believe I was the first person to be putting out on, on Twitter all of these banks that were going down on the weekend of the 18th to the 20th of, of this month. And that really happened. Like they all did go down. That, that was not that I wasn't making that up. What we were hoping for was that the price would go up on that day. But look, we don't know everything. We don't know how they operate. They can sit on that with the migration already in place. Um, and, and not move anything until regulatory clarity comes, right? So all, all, of these, all of these things, all of these steps they've been taking, the partnerships Ripple's been making over the years, the, the, where they are in their partnerships as well, like Swift. You don't partner with Swift unless there's a like, real use, unless the rails have actually been put down, or at least the partnership is putting the rails in place for the messaging to go through. Um, so for me, foregone conclusion, um, that Ripple's technology is going to be used, Stellar is going to be used, and those are the rails. And do you believe that plays into what's currently going on with the SEC lawsuit today? Obviously, I believe you live in England. I'm not sure if you disclosed that, but everybody always states that the XRP journey, it all starts in London. And we talked about this briefly before the show, but we know that London is building one of the most crypto-friendly environments on the planet. And it seems like the US is doing the exact opposite, whether it's the FTX collapse or the way that the SEC is handling the XRP lawsuit. There's just red flags all over the place when it comes to the United States. So I'd love to get your opinion there. What do you think about the way that London is regulating cryptocurrency as opposed to what the United States is doing and specifically Gary Gensler? Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say that they're, they're they're opposite. It certainly looks that way from the public perception. Don't 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 discount the US from this. They know they know exactly what's going on. Um, and I would I would even hedge a guess to say that they're probably in the same position 
the only difference is how they're approaching it publicly. And we, we know Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister of the UK, of, yeah, of the UK. He's, he's very much an advocate for that kind of world order type system with the WEF, with family ties in there as well. Um, so he's, he's taken a different route, but I think they're at the same place. They're going to end up in the same position. The reason why I think a lot of people say that this starts in, in London, I'm sure there's other historical reasons why London would be the place. But for me, the, for me, the thing that points towards London is the Bank of England is so connected. It's ridiculous. You look at the Bank of England and all the banks that operate within the CHAPS system, which is like the, it is the financial system basically that lies within the Bank of England. Yep. Within that CHAP system, you've got Bank of America, you've got Siam Bank, all, all banks around the world. It's like, it's like the CHAP system is like this and it's right in the middle and it connects with all the countries and all these fingers. And so if JP Morgan says we're not ready, but CHAPS says they are, what does that mean? Well, it means JP Morgan's ready too, that it's not saying it. And, it. and it goes for all the banks. I think this has been long, long in the process and they've been setting up this infrastructure for, for years. And, and when it starts getting into public knowledge, like it is on my channel and when people talk about it in these, in these settings, we, we are naturally as part of the public, we're delayed in understanding, knowing this stuff. This, people knew this stuff a while ago publicly it's, sometimes it's hard to when you when you operate a transparent company like they all have to do legally they have to release these documents that say xrp is a stable coin you know and and they have to show patents that are in place but they hide them under layers and layers and layers of information so that the public cannot actually see them i talked about in a video re recently there's actually psychologically a reason why the most important pieces of information in these documents that you read is right at the bottom on the 104th page. They don't want anyone getting there. And so if they're gonna give away the secrets in, in, the, in the vision of having a transparent company, which they have to legally, they're gonna make it as hard as possible so that no one, not everyone clicks on. Um, and so I think all of this, I think all of this is like the, the SEC law case, I'll just go into that rabbit hole quick. I think they knew the result of this when they when they started it. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think the smartest people in the world, which is what they are, we can't deny that, they are the smartest people, whether we like them or not. They know what they're doing. They know where the system is going. And if the banks and the world isn't ready for where it's going, we need to delay this so everyone can get ready. So I think that leads me perfectly into my next question, which is this pretty much speaks for itself. William Hinman is one of the guys who has publicly promoted Ethereum for years and even received up to $8 million from Simpson and Thatcher, who is part of the Ethereum Alliance. So you brought up something very important. These are the smartest men on the planet, right? And if everyday people can understand that XRP has fundamental utility, why are some of the largest regulators on the planet claiming that it should be considered a security when it already has many use cases? And I can pull up several that we'll address right now. Well, I think everyone in this space, they're all going to benefit from the inevitable. Um, and I think from a, from a kind of higher perspective, looking down on all of us normal people, they understand how their actions and what they say publicly can affect the masses, right? They've been doing it. They know, I, I say this a lot about the WEF. They know 
that if you say we need to do a carbon neutral thing, that's the agenda, that's what we're going to focus on. Um, they know how people will react to that. And so it's this ultimate kind of control ability and the understanding of how the masses work. I think lots of these people will not disclose that they own the future currency. And they'll actually do whatever they can to, to make it seem like that's not the case and that's not where it's going. Um, I don't know. That's just my, my, pes my uh, pessimistic view on everything. But um, I, I certainly think a lot of these people who talk about Ethereum so much for like the, at, a, at a large scale, I think they're also smart enough to see where it's really going. And potentially there's kind of a narrative that has to be pushed in order to secure wealth for them for the future because everyone ultimately is concerned about themselves. Johnny Crypto, I have plenty of questions prepared, but I'd love to give you the floor to ask them before we kick it to Gonzo. Anything on your mind, my friend? Floor is yours. Uh, mute button, gotcha. Yeah, I know. Yeah, for, for me, one of the biggest things, I was kind of in the same position as you, uh, Crypto Lulu. I always felt Ripple was the one and XRP and their technology, all the relationships, all the connections, everything, except the one thing that typically drives the U.S. is J.P. Morgan. And when you look at J.P. Morgan, they're not doing anything with Ripple. They're pushing away. They're doing their own thing. And usually they tend to drive what happens here. So I'm curious of what you think. Why is J.P. Morgan not using Ripple? Why are they going in a different direction? What's your thoughts there? I don't think it's a different direction at all. <clears throat> um, I, I'm not even sure what I'm allowed to say. I'll I, give you I, permission. You're allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've heard that the that JPM coin in in all testing was a failure. And, and what so, led to that? If I can ask, what led them to believe it was a failure? Um, well, it was run on ERC-20. Yep. That speaks for itself. How, how are you going <laughs> to transact trillions of dollars a day on, on an Ethereum network? Yeah, you can't because you're gonna it can't scale yet. Send a million yeah, so dollars. It would. That it's makes sense because it wouldn't. Yeah, it, that would totally make sense because it, it's nowhere near where it, it needs to be. And so you wouldn't be able to scale it. And so, yeah, th that actually does make a lot of sense. The JPM Morgan. Um, Coin failed, but they have another one. There's an R3 Corda system with a, the Ankh system, and they're using, I think, XTC or something, which is a, you know, a different base system. So again, that's what we're waiting to see is like what's happening there because I agree with you totally. I and if you look at Ripple and you look at its technology XRP, that is, to, and where they're spreading their wings throughout the globe, they're putting themselves in a position. They made all the. I always say it's not what you know, it's who you know. And look at all the people they put on their team and all the connections they got. It makes no sense that we'd have any other system but XRP in the in place. But I always wonder. In the U.S., we know how powerful J.P. Morgan is. So for me, that's just something to keep an eye on to see which way they're going to go. Maybe you're right. Maybe they come out next year and say, "Hey, we're using XRP." It'll be very, very interesting to see how that plays out. They they won't say that. They, <clears throat> what they'll say is we're using XDC. Yeah, and underneath that's what have, they'll say. And underneath and they, have XRP is the rails. Yeah, that's exactly. and that's fine too. That's what I'm hoping to be honest with you. That's what I want to. Yeah, hopefully that can, we we learn that. <clears throat> well, just to talk about our three quarter, like if they're if they're using XDC, which is a smart contract system, you can't really at large scale settle payments using XDC. It's not, it's not made for that. They do have some liquidity function, yeah, but in yeah. order for XDC to operate, they have to source liquidity from somewhere. 
And there's only two places that are liquidity rooted, and that's XRP and XLM. XLM. And it's ironically, ironically, the two tokens that Coinbase just banned from their wallet yesterday are the two tokens that are going to have the largest impact on our financial system going forward. And I don't think it's a coincidence whatsoever. But we got four, sorry, 555 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We got Crypto Lulu in the building. Didn't mean to cut you off. Floor is yours, my friend. Continue. No, I mean, I I mean, it's. It's like, uh, there's, what's that movie? My, my Big Fat Greek Wedding, where the dad is like, he relates everything to Greek. So any word that comes out is like, that's a Greek <laughs> word. And, and that's how I feel sometimes with XRP. But it's, it all, the argument always comes back down to when someone starts talking to me about a, a coin or a token, whatever. I say, okay, how are they settling payments using that token? Uh, well, then they can't. They don't actually settle. They do, they do this. Well, if money's got to move, money's got to settle. And yeah. there's only two liquidity rooted tokens that are out there. So what you have to do is categorize, is this a bank to bank transaction? In which case it's XRP. Is it peer to peer or unbanked people? Yeah. Oh, then it's XLM. And that's really as simple as it gets. And it always seems to come down to that point with anything we talk about. Can you reiterate that point one more time? Because I think there's a lot of new investors listening right now. And when you say something like that, I think that it's worth it for you to explain what is the difference between XLM and XRP and why would they be using it for peer-to-peer for the unbanked as opposed to banking liquidity? Well, I've been looking into this recently because I wanted to know more about the distinction. Um, my, my understanding of it is that they are just targeting different markets for basically with not the same technology because it's not a fork of XRP or, or uh, the, the ledger. It's not a fork of that. Um, but they are just aiming and they have s- different little elements that they offer that, that suit themselves to payments from person to person. And the other one being XRP is just bank to bank, those cross-border payments bank to bank. So when you're, when you're looking at kind of growth potential in an asset, you have to look at the volume on the ledger. Um, and so if, if this is why we, when we talk about having a percentage of XRP and XLM, it's kind of like, um, well, where do you see the most growth potential in that? I see that with the highest volume and the highest volume will go to XRP just because you've got Bank of England settling a trillion dollars a day. Um, who knows Who knows what the unbanked community will be contributing to, to the Stellar uh, network, but um, XRP for me just seems to be the king, <laughs> which which a lot of people have been saying um, on Twitter, I see. But um, yeah, there, there, there's only the only difference because Jeb McCaleb, who started Stella, or one of the starters of Stella, he started XRP, so he like knows how XRP works, and he just adapted it to suit a different market uh, within this new system. Um, I had a question, Crypto Lulu. Um, how do you see, uh, we've talked about XRP and XLM. How do you see HBAR fitting in all this? Because that's another one that always comes up and that the community is always asking questions about. How do you think HBAR fits into all this, if it does fit? I, fit, I think it fits in everywhere. I think, it, I think it's the web. I think it's the web that holds everything together. Um, one, of the, one of the most important things that we're going to see in the future is, is the security of everything. And this new technology, which I'll say is new, it's only Hedera Hashgraph, that Hashgraph technology, it is unique and super efficient and already have their fingers and toes in the sand of this new, of this new system. Um, we see Hedera Hashgraph talked about in patents that the XRP and uh, XLM are also talked about in 
these are these are the patents that discuss how this new system works on a technical uh, from a technical standpoint. Um, when you see on any documentation the word hash security, join the dots. We're moving towards a, a cryptocurrency system. We know this is happening. There's only one company that offers this new technology, which is they coined Hedera Hash Graph. So when you see in these patents that they're talking about hash technology securing the system, we know what that means now, <laughs> right? There's, it's just like how everything points to XRP and XLM. When you hear RTGS in a blockchain environment, distributed ledger technology, like these words point to one place. Um, and so you can do the same with HBAR and HBAR is going to be a monster. Hey, just to build on that, Crypto Lulu, what's your thoughts on obviously interoperability is key for all these things to work. We talk a lot on the show about quant and being quant being, you know, having the right connections, Gilbert having those relationships, working for the Federal Reserve. Uh, and we see that, you know, as working together as the overledger for all these systems to bring it together. Similar to what TCPIP did in the 1990s for the Internet, we feel that there has to be something there and we believe you know i know this very much quant and chain link but it feels like quants one what's your thoughts on that interoperability well, <clears throat> quants the quants the overledger to like everything right so yep. i think what i think what we need to understand here is that this isn't xrp's game it's not xlm's game it's not quants game it's all of the all of their game and so everything that each one of them does is vital in the ecosystem that is the new system and I believe that those ISO 20022 tokens are, are, that, are that kind of web, that network, that ecosystem in this new system. You need Quant to do what it does. You need Hash Hedera to do what it does. Like it all links together and you can't have this full utility, full rollout unless they're all doing their job. XRP can't do it alone. XDC can't do it alone, but all of them together are the change and that's and so what we talk that's what we're waiting for yeah that's what we talk about all the time on this show is that it's all about the coexistence of these different technologies that are going to work together right for this whole system to work you need everybody exactly. doing their role and i so i feel it's going to be like layers on top of layers of a system that's gonna you know with xrp being the rail then quant being the overledger and you know <clears throat> XC, and, and, and just to just to add to that it's it's just like anything in life, and I'll, I'll use to to come back full circle to like the the rail conversation we started with. Um, trains run all around the world, right? It works because the train company has manufactured a really good train. Then there's the seats within that train, and the, that seat company has made really good seats for for that service, right? They're all doing different things, but we don't think about the company that made the rails, right? So all of these things happen above ground no one sees no one actually even knows who the company is but it's doing it in the background and i really think that's what ripple's ripple's position will be it won't be front facing until they have a bank and then there'll be, that'll be a whole other element of it um but for the most part i don't even think they care about being known because they know what they're doing they're happy to be the rail holding up the train holding up that whole other eco ecosystem that all the people are on and we're happy holding the rails. <laughs> That's why we're excited. Exactly. We're excited. That's what we tell here. You just want to own the rails, right? At the end of the day, if you remember the the builder, you know, the Vanderbilts, all them, they made their money making the rails, right? Or the guys yeah. who sold the picks and 
and you know, to all the people going gold mining, right? You want to be the guy selling the picks, not the guy trying to dig for gold. And Johnny, if I can just make a point here, one of the things that you addressed earlier is that many of the banks behind the scenes are not only gearing up and ready to use this technology, but they're excited about the opportunity to leverage it. And one of the things that one of our uh, listeners here asked, I'm just going to search for this comment. It said, what is the timeline on this type of a migration? Now we've seen them address the timeline is going to begin in November of 2022 and hopefully have full implementation by March 10th of 2025. But does that mean we're actually going to see an increase in many of these ISO compliant tokens during that point? Or could we still be sitting in a bear market depending on what the actual, you know, Bitcoin Ethereum driven market is doing? You know, I, 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 I think that was to Lulu. The thing is, we, we always want we always want to know dates. And so when it came to this whole 21st of November, it was like, it's going to go live then. But obviously, we don't know. <laughs> no, no one knows the dates of these things. And we can look, oh, t I don't know if it's today or something, the SEC, there's something going on. I just stopped paying attention to dates, really. And, and the big message is just don't marry a date, marry the token. Um, I've had since I started the, the start of my channel, I've always said I'm retiring in 2025. I've always said that re regardless of whether it actually meant anything in terms of me knowing something or not. But I think it's healthy to have that mentality. And when you're talking about March 2025, if you think that is the time when XRP is going to pump, that's actually healthier than thinking every few months and it's going to go now, it's going to go now, it's going to go now. Because ultimately that attitude where you're, you've got that short-term reward desire that gratification that you're looking for. Ultimately, every time you do that, it's like it's like someone whacking your hands. You're holding your diamonds. They whack your hands, whack your hands. If you do that so many times, you lose those diamond hands. That you sell your you sell your crypto because you've got bills to pay and and you, there's some fud that came out. Um, but you're holding on real tight if you know it's going to take until 2025, and nothing's going to fud you out of that. Um, so that's a healthy outlook, in my opinion. 100%. It's totally a mental game. It's a 100% mental game. You know, we tell everybody on the show all the time, I'm in mean, 25 to 2030. Because at the end of the day, even when this thing starts in 2025, we're at the beginning. Uh, we always show the adoption curve of how the internet went and took off, and it took years, right? Imagine what the prices we see today versus what they're going to be 20 years from now. You, you can't even fathom what it's going to be. Can't even fathom it, right? And I made the mistake. Owning Amazon in '97 and selling it in '98, you know, it was up ten dollars, and I was at thirty-three hundred, right? So it was stupid, and I will never make that mistake again. But that's really the key here: is you're absolutely right. You know, everybody sits there and they're looking, oh, it's going to go up here. It doesn't matter. The reality is, we are investing in something that's going to drive the way the world works in the future, and you, oh, you have a chance to own that now. And that's usually not typically the case, and that's why that's why we're all super excited for in this space. Johnny Crypto, we got 692 Ooh. live listeners joining us. That is a record, Crypto Lulu, for this show. Show us some love. Smash that like button. I think this is a great time to show our listeners the smartest way to track your crypto. And before we do that, we're going to address the crypto adoption chart showing just how easily this market could have a billion users in the next five years. So, Johnny, let that ad play and we'll get back to our content. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. 
You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses, and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to MerlinCrypto.com, that's MerlinCrypto.com, and sign up for early access for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched this fall. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Johnny Crypto, and times like these, the market moves quicker than ever, and the best thing to do is have an exit strategy. We created this application as a team to help people who are following our, our content navigate this market better. And Crypto Lulu, I'm sure this is the first time you're seeing this. This is a tracking application so people can see exit strategies and then execute this market and not get trapped during a bull run or trapped during a bear market. Johnny Crypto, I'd love to just give you a chance to close this out, and then we'll dive into some more news. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we know that when you look at the, 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 the market, especially crypto market, right, you get these euphoric pump and dumps. And it's a very highly emotional thing. And if you play the game through emotions, you're going to lose. And what Merlin does is takes that emotion out of it. So you actually can set your exit targets, you get alerted, and you just got to push the button and sell when the time is right. So we're, we're happy to get it out there and help have people have a way to be able to track their crypto and at the same time be able to know when to get out. Thank you so much, Johnny. Mute button got me there for a second, but we're diving right back into our XRP content because we had a chart that we showed our listeners yesterday that revealed some pretty interesting price action on the horizon for two projects in particular. This is the XRP versus Bitcoin pairing, and we've only seen this indicator three times. And each time we've seen this indicator, we've gotten about a 25x in the price chart. So the reason that I bring this up and I show our listeners is because obviously Brad Garlinghouse stated that in just 90 days, we could see an end to the SEC versus Ripple lawsuit. And I wanted to get your opinion on what you're anticipating. Do you believe that if we see a mass listing on exchanges for XRP or if there is some sort of regulation based around this currency, what are you anticipating from a price action standpoint? Could that be the catalyst to push us to price targets we've never seen before? Uh, that's for you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, I, I have an inclination that it's going to be the opposite of that. I think when we get clarity, that's not going to be available anymore. <coughs> um, I, I don't think, I think, I think there's, there's some truth in, in the idea that they don't want us in it because it's taking up tokens that they need for, for their liquidity and, and for the growth of their entities in this new world. Um, I, I, think, I think settlement's more likely than a win, to be honest. And I think with a settlement, what you get is an agreement between them. Obviously, that's what a settlement is. But I think that agreement is, is that um, maybe there was some security-esque behavior before, so let's grandfather everyone in. Um, but apart from that, I, we don't want it on the public, in, in the public market, on the secondary market. Um, I, I think there's, I think that, I think this it's certainly a possibility that, that we actually see delistings, much like we've seen with Coinbase, um, we, I mean, we, we say, and I'm, I'm sure you say on, on this channel as well, cold storage is king. Um, yep. Because if you're holding it on the exchanges, we know what can happen with those. Not your keys, um, not your crypto. That's what we often say. Exactly. Um, and so I don't see exchanges operating really any different moving forward. So when, when times get turbulent or when prices go ridiculously high, I don't, I don't, see, I don't see the exchanges playing ball 
in that way. I see, I see massive delistings. Johnny um, Crypto, you've actually shared similar sentiment, and I want to kick it back to Lulu. Sorry to cut you off there, but what Johnny's often said on this channel is two situations may happen. We're going to get a price run before the resolution is even rumored. We're all going to sit here and say, well, why is XRP moving? A couple of weeks later, we'll get some sort of a settlement with the lawsuit and life goes on. Or we could see a second situation, right, where they build regulation around a currency like this and, and, and basically say it's built for financial institutions, not for regular retail investors to buy and hold and take a profit on like me and you. So, Johnny, I'd love to give you the floor and then we'll kick it back to Crypto Lulu. Listen, if you think the government can't confiscate something, let me just remind you in 1933 when they took everybody's gold, okay? So they can take and take whatever they want. You were in high school, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I think maybe maybe kindergarten at that point. But um, <laughs> just kidding. You know, the reality is, yeah, they absolutely can. And Lulu's right. I mean, the, the safest way to handle this stuff is putting it on your, you know, cold wallet, so this way you can protect your assets. Because who knows what they're going to do? The the problem is if they delist everything, how the hell are you going to sell it? That's going to be the challenge, right? <laughs> easy, easy. Okay, I guess easy. we sell it back to the banks. What are you thinking, Lulu? Mm -hmm. But you're not yeah. even selling it. Look, look, there's, there's, you look at price charts and everything. I completely agree with price charts. I'm a big advocate for using the Fibonacci retracement tool. Yeah, me too. Um, I think that is the best indicator in all, in everything. Um, I, I can get into that why, reasons why, but I'm not going to. Um, however, I think, I think charts have nothing to do with utility. And so, when this price goes up, the market cap's going to go. Everyone who's been talking about market cap is going to go, oh, uh, uh, mm. <laughs> and, and much like you said, with it's going to be a banking token and, and no one else is allowed to use it. Um, right. That is going to go in the exact, it's going to go in accordance to that price action of utility. So I've had this theory where the price rockets up mm -hmm. and it gets taken off coin market cap, it gets taken off all of the exchanges because it's no longer a speculation asset. Right. It, it's not even it's not even relevant. We could we right. could look at we could look at XRP and have a one quadrillion market cap. Like <clears throat> that's that's a number that is real. <laughs> that's a real number and it makes no sense relating that back to speculation coins. So the the one simple way to fix that is just to say forget about those that that's not for us anymore. Let's continue on with our speculation tokens. Um and so when it comes to actually selling your assets, yes, there's going to be nowhere online to sell them, but you take that, I talk about this a lot, I, lo I love this conversation. You take your ledger, your cold storage wallet, this is somewhat uh, symbolic, you might not actually take it, but anyway, you take it into BlackRock and you say, hey, I got 200,000 XRP, whatever you have. And they go, geez, 200,000, really? You've got more than, you've got more than we have. You got more than we were allocated by the IMF. And you go, well, yeah. Um, do you want to use it to, to kind of grow your portfolio? I'll, I'll let you have custody of it if you give me some interest. So every month goes on. We're hearing rumors of 7 to 12% interest, probably higher if you've got more money or a higher portfolio value. Uh, you can go in there anytime, get foot rubs, lemonade, whatever you want. You get the boss of BlackRock to give it to you as well. This, this is the kind of position we'll be in and they'll be giving you CBDC at the time or whatever you agree in your, in your contract with them. They'll be giving you that as an interest monthly. And guess what? You haven't touched a single token. And if you want to take a lump sum out, 
let's say you want to, you go, hey, BlackRock, I want to take 20% of this portfolio that I've got, and I want to collateralize it. I've got 20 million in this 20%. Can you give me 10 million? And I'll pay you back using the interest that you're giving me from the, from the stuff, from the other uh, bunch that you have custody of. So you can navigate this whole new world without spending a single token and live a ridiculous life. And I think with the way the price is, we're hoping the price goes, where the price goes to, you don't even need much XRP to make that kind of thing happen. But what you do need in order to talk to the bank, because you won't even get a conversation with the bank if you're not an accredited investor. And currently that accredited investor limit is a million dollars. So whatever you need to do at whatever price target you're hoping for XRP to go to, you need a million dollars to enable you to be able to go into a bank, get your 10% interest on your million dollars, $100,000 a year, I'm out. Sounds like a plan. I love it. Especially yeah, you need a million dollars or uh, what is it? Uh, more than $200,000 in yearly income, I think. Well, that's a salary income. Yep. But salary right. income. Crypto yeah. Lulu, I, ha I actually have another question because you put out a fantastic video talking about how the London shift is already taking place today. But eventually there's going to be 25,000 banks around the world that are going to need to be ISO compliant. And then you even went on to say that that means there's 250,000 financial institutions around the planet that are going to have to have compatible protocols for these for these tokens and you did the math and you realized that every central bank around the world at a minimum would be receiving 80,000 XRP so i thought it was funny that when you use the $200,000 example or 200,000 token example that would be double than what they would receive as an even distribution if they ended up spreading all the XRP across banks evenly to comply with these ISO migrations. So if you could just speak to that a little bit more, do you think that's what we inevitably see? Do you really believe that central banks around the world are going to evenly distribute this token that's going to become interoperable with basically every asset on the planet? Uh, e evenly, is, evenly was kind of a generalization for the education purposes of that video, but um, I certainly see BlackRock having a, a significantly higher allocation if this allocation system is where we where we go, right? Because ultimately it's the IMF or whoever's controlling the money. Um, if they ultimately decide with this new valuation of precious metals that may or may not be backed by back, backing XRP, we don't know how that's exactly going to work. But if there is a central currency of the world, it would make sense to distribute among, let's say, you would give Russia a certain amount because they hold a certain amount of gold. Or I don't know. I don't know how they. I don't know how they do that. And yep. there's plenty of interviews. Black Swan Capitalist talked about it on his interview. Two interviews with Simon Hunt, who's a gold expert. Um, and so, if there is this distribution event, first of all, where would they get their XRP from? Kind of makes sense to be from escrow because that's kind of locked away, um, and no one can fluctuate that number, and it wouldn't mess with the distribution. Um, but it also means because there's a, a, 10, a 10 to one ratio in, in financial institutions versus banks, that's where we got that number from. Um, when you spread it out over 250,000 entities, not, let's say it's not even uh, even, let's say it just fluctuates depending on how, how much value the company is, but there'll be some financial institutions that need to settle using XRP for cross-border payments that you will have more XRP than. Um, because there's, there's simply too many financial institutions and not enough XRP. And we all know supply and demand, <laughs> like the, num the number per XRP has to go up um, as a result of that. And so uh, just naturally the where it's going and how limited 
the, the distribution of XRP would be, even if it was a controlled distribution, it, I mean, it all points towards one thing and that's up, up, to the, up to the moon, up to Mars, Pluto and beyond. <laughs> and beyond Johnny Crypto. I'm not sure if you have another question. I want to give you and Gonzo the floor. I could talk all day. You know, one of the things I, I would ask, I know everybody's asked, especially you mentioned Fibonacci and people are talking about in the chat here, 200,000 coins is too much for them. Crypto Lulu, are you able, I hate to, I hate to put you out of the spot here, but what's your thoughts on maybe not price predictions, but what do you, what's your gut tell you on where you think XRP could be just to help our folks figure out what kind of size bags they need to have a, have a nice rich life and getting their feet rubbed. How, how about this? How about this? I'll give my con most conservative Perfect uh, view. Perfect. And it's conservative, purely based on the Fibonacci retracement tool. Perfect. So I like that. I'll, I'll say why I'm leaning towards this number. The Fibonacci retracement tool is a, is backed in science. It's biologically backed. It's about that golden ratio. Golden um, ratio. Everything, everything in his, everything in, in nature follows this Correct. one rule of a structure, right? Correct. And so at, we are biological uh, beings we're organisms so we conform to the same rules that plants do when they decide where they're going to put their leaves right so much like a plant decides where they're going to put their leaves humans have these responses that make them greedy or fearful and that obviously plays into this this realm that we're in here mm -hmm. so if we take all utility out of the picture and we purely look at the fibonacci retracement tool using a super cycle which if you have a retracement tool in front of you right now, you, you click it at the peak of the previous peak, drag mm -hmm. it down to the right, to the, to the local bottom, the most recent bottom, and then put that 0 0.236 line, that bottom red line that you get as standard, drag that, that top line all the way up. So the 0 0.236 is at the, um, at the, at the high. Yep. That brings you out to a super cycle Fibonacci, ah, okay. which it has done before. It does consistently when something really takes off using Fibonacci's, it always hits that. Uh, I haven't done it. 4.236 at the top there. I usually go by the 3.2 line and you'll notice that the 3.2 to the 4.236 comes in at around 65, $66. Okay. And that is removing <clears throat> all utility. That is using the Fibonacci's is completely behavioral based, which is me saying purely speculation gets it there. Yeah. And that's pretty funny you say that because I, as I had done like some Fibonacci's too, I had around the $54 price. As yep. So I had my first price starting somewhere around 10 to 12 and, and the next one around 54. So we're kind of in the you're, same. You're, you're on the right track there. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like we're, 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 we're eating off the same Fibonacci <laughs> works out well. So to me, you know, so there you go, folks, if you look at a $50 price, you can then see how many coins you need to have to get you to a million dollars and I'll make you an accredited investor. So there you I go. Think if, I think if you're looking, if you're looking at that level, that's a healthy level to be looking at how many tokens you have and how much you need to retire. Yeah. I just want to, I just want to put a pin in that right there, because if you think about it, guys, he just told you without utility, this token has the possibility of doing a, what, what would that be right now? That would be three, Ooh. it would be a three X to a dollar. And then you multiply that by 60. That would be 180 X for every dollar that you could put in. 
you could possibly see 180x return, and that's without utility factored in. And I think it plays perfectly into the tweet that we showed at the beginning of the episode, which is from Ripple just last week, indicating that by 2024, at least 50% of the world's population is expected to use digital wallets for transactions, and that could be valued at over $9 trillion in crypto Lulu, in my eyes. That's utility, my friend. So you can factor that in as well. We've got 726 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We got Crypto Lulu in the building. That's at Crypto Lulu on Twitter. This guy does some of the best deep dives, not only in the XRP space, but in the entire crypto community. And I wanted to get your opinion on something slightly not XRP related because we're seeing some strong, some strong, strong opinions come out of the EU Central Bank this past week as they told the world that Bitcoin was on its road to destruction. They said that banks would not be willing to adapt, adopt Bitcoin into the current financial system because it's an adversary to institutions such as JP Morgan, BlackRock, and other global banks. I'd love to get your opinion because we've talked this entire episode about how XRP and other crypto tokens are going to migrate into the existing banking system. Where do you think Bitcoin plays into that? Obviously, you know, none of us are Bitcoin maximalists. We have open conversations, but I do believe this cryptocurrency still moves the market and it's here to stay. Do you believe it'll play any role in the future of our financial system? Uh, no. <laughs> um, I, I, think what, I think what they're saying is right, but their reason for it is, is, is misleading. I think, that, I think Bitcoin is it's not the future. We can see that the, the banks clearly won't use it because just a transaction speed and even with the lightning update, it doesn't even matter. Um, but their reason for doing that, that's where it gets misleading. And I think actually they would say something like that as a narrative out to press, because if somebody says Bitcoin is, is not going to Bitcoin's is, it's the worst news for the public always comes at the bottom never comes at the top. So if they're going to put out Bitcoin is going to fail to the masses, that makes everyone sell. It forces, it forces what they're attempting to do anyway. And the European Central Bank's at the middle of all of this. They, they, they want this crash to happen so the conversion can happen. And what's the best way to affect the masses in crypto is to talk about Bitcoin as being dead, even though I think it is. But it's a great narrative to push. There are reasons... Mm, I don't, I don't really believe the, the reason for that, but the, the title is going to do what they want it to do. So the implications of you saying Bitcoin is dead, do you believe? Oh, sorry, Gonzo. I want to give you the floor. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, it's the same old narrative that they use back like in, I don't know, what is it? Like 2012 that, you know, it's used like 100% for nefarious reasons. And, and we understand where that, where that comes from, right? Like Silk Road, right? Where Bitcoin was used when it first started off. But I mean, this is nothing new. The narrative that we hear that Bitcoin is dead, Bitcoin is going to zero. We hear that every bear market. And it usually signals that we're kind of at the end of the bear market. Um, I, I do think it, it has its value and it has its place. Uh, but, you know, just going back on history, and like you said, I'm not a Bitcoin maxi. We don't hold a lot of Bitcoin. Um, but this is what we hear every, every bear market, right? We hear this narrative um, and Bitcoin just keeps doing what it does, right? It keeps going through its four-year cycle. It keeps moving the market. And until we really get like what Crypto Lou is talking about, utility, true utility coming in, 
uh, we're going to have to see how it plays out because right now it's all based on speculation, right? When he yeah. talks about the charts, it's all emotion, right? The, the market is set up to shake you out because it's based on emotion. That's what you're seeing. When you see these things rip all the way up and rip all the way down, it's price manipulation, right? It's either the whales moving the price or it's people moving the price, right? Retail investors being emotional and buying and selling, right? They either FOMO in or they panic sell. So, um, but I, I think at some point, we will transition and we'll be utility-based. So Crypto Lulu, one of the things that we always talked about when we say banking, the banking system is gearing up behind the scenes. We had an article uh, released just last week stating that Bank of America is waiting till the end of the SEC lawsuit before they start leveraging the XRPL for cross-border payments. You did a fantastic video, I believe it was two weeks ago, breaking down many of the central banks around the world that are not only gearing up, but ready. So if you could just list a few of the largest central banks on the planet that are ready to make this ISO migration, and just tell our listeners why it's necessary to make that shift. If you don't shift into ISO protocols, what's going to happen to these banks? Uh, so I don't have a list to mind. Um, it was quite long <laughs> and, and overwhelmingly so that I didn't even memorize it, um, even though I should have. Bank of America, the reason Bank of America is significant is because um, they've been a partner of, of Ripple's for a while. So they've been using something called RippleNet. Uh, for, for a while, just as many other institutions have, central banks have been doing. And so the, the common argument there is, why isn't the price going up if they're using it? And this is the, the big thing that everyone's missing, is that basically RippleNet is, is a system that banks can work on to send payments, uh, send normal fiat payments. So if I want to pay pounds to uh, Australian dollars or dollars or Canadian dollars, I can do that on RippleNet and it doesn't affect the XRP price because it doesn't use XRP, right? And so everyone uses that as an argument against me. However, what they don't understand is that when you're just using RippleNet, you're not utilizing on-demand liquidity. You, and, and the secret source of the XRP ledger is on-demand liquidity. On-demand liquidity is what uses XRP. So again, when you see that news, when companies say, we're not using XRP, we're not using XRP, we're using RippleNet and you go, wait, but, but what happens when this ISO thing comes into play and you're actually having to convert payments and settle payments from blockchain environments through the messaging bus, which is a whole other conversation, um, to, to integrate then with the messaging system and settle blockchain payments cross-border, you've got, <laughs> you've got to use the ODL you have to and so you have to move away from RippleNet. yeah it, it's fascinating to me the, the thing the thing i hear about a lot of people they come up with a, something like that that xrp is not used in RippleNet. i know they're right and they are right just a little bit more digging and they would truly like get to where they were trying to get to with that um but a lot of people give up right at the end yep it's funny you mentioned that. We talk about that all the time on the show, right? Bringing it up that the ripple net is one thing. What typically leverages the XRP is the ODL. You want to see them using the ODL on demand liquidity tool portion of it. And that's coming, right? And that's why we're excited. Sooner or later, you can use, definitely use ripple net without XRP. And that's what you're seeing now. But I think in the yeah. long run, as you mentioned, when we're starting to have to settle cross border payments using the ISO 2022, then you start to see where the value of, 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 uh, of the XRP comes in. So to me, it's just a matter of time, just a matter yeah. of waiting until all the system. And now you're trying to convert. You know, I'm a technologist. I'm in the technology space. 
when you're trying to convert one company, just trying to launch a product and do something, it takes time. Imagine when you want to get every single bank in the world working together. I mean, it's almost, and that's why it's going to take three years and more. While the SEC suing you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, at the end of the day, but it's going to happen. The question is, Will people be patient enough to hold on? I know our warrior maniacs will. They're, they're going to be holding on like a tick on a dog. They ain't going to be letting go. Neither are we over here. Johnny, but, uh, that's a fantastic point to reiterate. We got 733 live listeners, and they're the anomaly, right? That doesn't speak for the general public. The ideas that we discuss on our channel, even though it may seem like there's a few thousand people here, of the 7 billion people on earth, the 10,000, 20,000 people who end up watching these videos – it's unbelievable the impact that many of our listeners will have. There is not only millionaires, but future billionaires listening to us right now. People who not only are wealthier than us, but I'm sure they're more informed. So it's a really interesting concept to think about, Johnny. Some of the richest people on the planet in 2030 could be actually listening to the show right now. So a little detail right there. Absolutely. And hopefully part of it because they listen to the show on Crypto Lulu. So when you are rich, don't forget to fly us out to your island because we want free foot massages too. So Crypto Lulu, we only got a couple of minutes left, but I want to hammer this point here home. Um, Crypto Mason put out a tweet from David Schwartz addressing how the price of XRP would have to reach a certain level so it could actually handle the total global liquidity. Now we know that over, I believe it's over $5 trillion per day are transferred cross-border. And I think that comes out to about 2.2 quadrillion in total, some ridiculously large number. Point being, if XRP gets only 10% of that total market cap, this token could reach several hundred or even a hundred trillion dollars. I'd love to just give you the floor, close us out here. If we do get this financial system that we're all predicting, what is going to be your exit plan? Are you ever going to sell these currencies? Why would you ever leave something like that and turn it into some trash like fiat? Exactly. <laughs> and it's exactly into the point that I, that I mentioned earlier. There's no need to sell a single token because the whole world is going to be brought to you. You literally, you literally don't need to do anything except hold. There is no exit strategy for XRP. You just, you just hold it. And, and all those other tokens, they're, they're all going to go. Ooh, it looks like we talked a little bit too much truthful information there, Johnny. I don't know if he's just lost on my screen. Is he lost on your screen? Oh, we got him back perfectly. No, he's back. He's Sorry. Back. <laughs> my mom was calling me. Anyway. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I just don't think there's any need to sell. There's no exit strategy for this. I just don't think there's any need. Uh, and when you, if you do sell, if you do want to let go and you want to get hold of some extra cash, collateralize the asset. Don't don't sell it. There's, there's literally there's no need. Leverage. And one last comment, Johnny. We haven't addressed it yet. Flare Network is on the way in. Binance just announced this morning that they are officially going to be distributing the Flare token on their exchange on January 9th of 2023. This is not a timeline from Flare. This is a timeline from Binance, so it can be taken more seriously. We know that Flare is going to be adding almost infinite amounts of utility to the XRPL, specifically around the DeFi space. Maybe you can speak to that. What impact do you believe Flare Networks may have on the XRPL as well? Um, Flare is going to be... Flare's going to be potentially utilized by the banks that we're actually giving custody of our crypto to. Um, mm. But it's also going to open up a whole world for people who don't quite reach that accredited investor limit, who, who, want, to, who want to receive some reward for their, for their portfolios. Um, I, think, I think there'll be other offerings that these big banks are off, that they kind of offer where, they, where they're actually using on the back end, they're using Flare um, to, to generate that yield. Um, I, I, all of this, and just like we've said in previous videos, PolySign, Standard Custody, all and Copper, they're all going to be doing these services for the big banks. Like the, 
the banks that need to generate their income, they're going to do some of their own things with their own interests. They know how to make money in the normal system, but they're also going to be utilizing these more guaranteed options for staking, for returning these yields to their customers. They're going to be using all of this in the back end. So Flare is going to be massive. I, I, I've, I'm dedicating a whole week's worth of content to, to Flare and delivering the understanding on that on my channel at the end of this year. Um, but it's going to be, Flare is going to be insane, especially especially for those who 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 don't reach that accredited investor limit. So if you're if you really feel like your portfolio is small, learn about Flare. And I think that's a great place to end it, Johnny Crypto. We're going to close it off by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Gonzo. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. And thank you to Crypto Lulu. We got 772 live listeners. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Thank you for being here. And like we always say, Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining. Let's go. Thank you, Crypto Lulu. No worries. Thank you. Thank you.